This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, welcome once again to another episode of Poetry in Motion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice. Once again, thank you for your listenership. Really appreciate your support. Um, we wouldn't be doing it without you listening to us, so thank you very much. I also wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing it without my oppos on my right hand side. Uh, I can't go. I can't do anything without him anymore. He's me. He's, <laughs> he's, he's me left foot. As the film goes, uh, it's Joe Rimmer. How are you, Joe? I'm good, thanks, Neil. You're okay. Good. I'm all right, yeah, mate. Mate, yeah. the beards, the beards get more thanks, impressive. Yeah, thanks. The bum fluffs yeah. fell off, <laughs> and it's like a coconut now. <laughs> looking really good. Uh, Dan Kay is near. Thank God, I'm sick of looking at him. I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's not the prettiest. Gob in the world, is he? Let's be honest with you. He's not, he's not. He's he could, not. Well, he could be here. I haven't looked he, down yet. No, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do anything to help himself, though, does he? You know what I mean? I mean, he's no millers in his house. <laughs> I'm only messing down, you're lovely. Uh, but uh, the equally lovely Paul Wheelock is here as well. Hi, Paul. How are you, pal? Hi, mate. I'm good, thank you. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. We're all here to talk about all things LFC, as usual. Uh, we'll kick off at the very start, really. Um, I, I was at the West Ham game. Um, what was our predictions? Did we have predictions for that game results? Can't remember. I think I think we all predicted a win. Yeah, we I'm all predicted sure. a win, no yeah. doubt about it. I'd done LFC TV the day before, I think, and we'd yeah. gone for it was me and Steve McMahon and John Aldo, and we'd gone for th- I think we'd all gone for three yeah. nil. Um, but we went one better than that. Paul Wheelock, a great start to the season for the Reds. Uh, didn't really get out of second gear, did he? No, not at all. And I've got to bring up Dan Kay's prediction here about Sadio Mane oh. being top scorer. You all laughed at the time, we didn't you? Yeah, but you know, I, I, uh, I can remember scoffing. Yeah, and he's uh, no, he's 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 flying. Liverpool are flying as well. Yeah, West Ham game really impressive. I thought West Ham were poor, but equ- equally Liverpool were really impressive. Didn't get out of second gear, but brushed them aside. But I I thought Monday night was even was even better well, to we'll, be honest. We'll, but we'll, we'll Palace, which I know we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But a great start. Um, and uh, add to that, uh, Joe, it was it was it was a, it was a stroll, really, wasn't it? It was a stroll. They they didn't feel like you say they didn't feel like they got out of second gear. What I liked about it is it felt like. Every now and again, they just went up through the gears, scored. It felt inevitable, dropped, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which is a lovely feeling to have at yeah. the moment. And we're getting quite a lot with Liverpool, where we feel this is going to something's going to break yeah. here. Yeah, they feel like they're in control, don't they? They feel like they they've matured well, and and they know when they when to turn it on, when to drop it down, and and just slow the game down. And and West Ham just never had a chance. I don't think in in the in the first two games either side have, have really had any clear cut opportunities. So. It bodes well, yeah, and the, the defence is impressive, isn't it? Very, very impressive. Very A-star pluses all around because yeah. we had GCSE results <laughs> around this occasion. Yeah. I mean, Virgil van Dijk, what, what, you, you run out of ex, uh, superlatives to say about him and expletives. He's just ex, he's an extraordinary player, isn't he? He just It's interesting over the, this game and the Palace game, of course, which will feature because, I mean, that, is, that was the most important litmus testing for Liverpool so far. But... Um, I can remember last year Jamie Carragher saying, listen, Virgil van Dijk isn't the answer to Liverpool's problems. He's not going to be the answer to Liverpool's problems because of a certain way we were playing and bringing mm-hmm. on attacks, bringing on countering. He's he, he's not so much swallowing his words. I think I think at the time he, he was probably right in what he was saying, but but the guy has come in and he's he's just re-established the whole back four, hasn't he? I, I understood his point and I, I yeah. probably agreed with him at the time. Probably said the same, similar sort of thing, but... He has transformed the defence in, in, in many ways. He's made everyone around him look more assured. He, seemed, he, he leads the defence. He's exactly the sort of vocal character that they were crying out for. Um, I think it's helped the new goalkeeper coming in. Uh, you know, I, I know what happened in the Champions League final, but I think that Karius had improved ever so slightly with Van Dijk, and I think this is helping this new goalkeeper settle in. I think of all the signings Klopp's made, and I, and I know it's easy to say Salah or even Mane, 
he's been the single most important signing he's made. He's he's whereas Salah came in and added an extra dimension to an already very good attack. Yeah. He's transformed the defense, and it's no wonder that the likes of Rob, Robertson is playing very very well. Joe Gomez has now played two two games at centre half and looks a very very good centre half. And then on the right hand side. Trent is, is a young lad who, who's come through and, and playing very well and, and with the new goalkeeper hopefully Liverpool now have a unit of a defence that, that um, and, he, and he worked wonders for uh, Dejan Lovren as well didn't he last yeah, season so yeah. I think he's been absolutely superb he's a Rolls Royce of a player and I know that sometimes gets thrown around a bit too easily but he really is he's, he's Sammy but with pace and better on the ball so I've just I think he's outstanding well, not being one to swear on the podcast but even Gary Neville Sorry, I've said it. Um, <laughs> has called him a monster. Said he's incredible. Eating the words, a lot of people eating the words. But what does he? What's he bringing to the side then, Paul? What was it? What is it? Is it the stability? Is it his organisation? Is it all them things? What is it? I think it's all those things. But you know, he's almost got like an arrogance, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. like he could easily have been burdened by being a seventy-five billion pound world's most expensive defender. But he's just like he's come in and straight away, it's almost like he goes, "Yeah, I am. I am yeah. the. I mm-hmm. am the best defender in the world, or I am the most expensive defender in the world." And the thing is. What's amazing is I've been looking on our live blog today and then and yesterday as well. All the stats that are coming out, I think, since he signed, Liverpool have conceded the fewest Premier League goals, have kept the most clean sheets. And there's there's ones out there today, when, and it also includes like shots against and you know and all the rest of it. And it, as you said, he's, he's just like transformed everything, hasn't he? He really has, and it's just the way he's just taken on the burden of being that leader at the back. You know, he's uh, yeah, he's, he he just looks an absolute player. He's phenomenal. He's uh, calmed things down, hasn't he? he that's, that's, that's that's that common influence, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he's 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 got that. When you say arrogance, that typically Dutch arrogance. You know, yeah. I, I think. No, no. You 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 think of him as a as a manager, but I think about Ronald Koeman, yeah, and someone like that. Someone just believed believes in himself, plays his own game, never lets anything get to him. Yeah, I just love him. Well, Neville Neville compared to Yapstam, and you can see yeah. that as yeah. you can see those yeah. comparisons as well. Just just we well, we got to see a few of the new signings uh, against West Ham. I was I was um, pleasantly surprised by the sight of Becker. Alison Becker, just the size, the width of him, um, and that ability he has, and he did it uh, on Monday night as well. I was listening to Five Live on Monday nights, and there was sorry, I just whacked the spring, and um, there was one particular moment where Palace were on the attack, got into the box, and I think it was Trent managed to get control of the ball, flicked it back to Becker. Becker lifted it up and then, and then sort of sideswept it, and we and we counter attacked, and mm. and it was uh, I think it was um, Alan Green was was commentating, and he he couldn't quite get over the shift in, 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 in momentum of the football in two shots, in two strikes of a ball. And and, and that was what Becker clearly against West Ham was going to bring us. He, he, that I mean, it's been so long since a cross has come in the box and we've had someone just reach out and grab her with both hands, haven't we? Rather than these weak punches or not quite getting there, which was always a mini-lay trait, mm. wasn't he? He wouldn't quite get there, he'd be flapping. You've got this Becker who can just... He commands the ball, doesn't he? And he's a big, big influence. He's got an extraordinary way of looking so, so calm. Yeah. So calm that it makes me feel scared <laughs> when they play the ball back to him. If you look at him, he never shapes like he's about to kick a football. No. They play it back to him. And at the last moment, he just sort of sticks his foot out and then rolls it to the opposite fullback. His distribution is extraordinary, it's, it's, yeah, isn't it? He chips like a, a middle pass towards the halfway line with such accuracy and, and poise that you don't really see from goalkeepers. Usually it's just kick long or they just roll it out to a fullback. But yeah, I, I do like the way he kicks the ball. I do think we should... Relax a little bit, give him some time. I think yeah. he needs he needs a good ten to fifteen games without any glaring errors to to get through and and just settle everyone down and, and be the goalkeeper he, he should be. 
I think there was a little bit, I thought after Monday night, there was a little bit of overexcitement about him. Yeah. I think people made a bit too much of the couple of saves he made to make the, go- the free kick save. Well, uh, you'd expect any goalkeeper in the world to make that, never mind the world's well, second most expensive now. So um, I do think we should we should relax a bit, but uh, he's, he's, he's made a good start. His distribution is very, very good, and you can see why yeah. Liverpool wanted him for that reason. And for all you listening out there, there's some bad news for you. He is going to concede at some point. Yes. So don't worry. <laughs> let's just take a nice stride, and let's just, just, let's just enjoy what he's bringing to the team, Paul. Yeah, without question. I think the distribution's a really good point. You know, uh, Liverpool play this swift counter-attacking football, and I think he's going to be a big part of that. I remember speaking to a, a Roma fan after he signed, and he kind of half-jokingly said, I wish he played in midfield for us at times last season. He's actually got better skills than some of the players there. And I thought it was a bit of a throwaway comment. But I haven't seen him on Monday night in particular. You can actually see that, can't you? Mm-hmm. There was one particular example when he got the ball, I think it was in the six-yard box. And any other keeper there would probably just lash it downfield. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just took a touch. And mm-hmm. there was a player coming on him. And I was saying, what are you doing? Played it out to Robinson. And, and then an attack started. And yeah. I just think... What I liked about him on Monday night more than anything, he came for stuff as well, didn't he? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm with Joe. I think there'll be even harder tests to come. But Palace on a Monday night, their first home game of the season, it's a pretty tr- tricky place to go to, and he, he just looked pretty calm about it all. Well, we'll get to that now. We'll just mention one more player um, who we've all been excited to watch as well, and uh, his first real out and four is at Anfield, Naby Keita, um, who's showed up. Sh- I mean, I think a word maybe maybe a word that is clinging to him at the moment is erratic, but. I mean, against West Ham, he was an engine, wasn't he? And against Palace as well. He, one thing he is showing is the engine that we were promised. I think he looks a great player. I think he, he really does look the player that we all hoped and expected him to be. I love the way he drives forward with the ball. I think that'll give Liverpool an extra dimension. Because he, he, he starts quite deep, but then he dribbles, doesn't he? And, and there He's aren't a turn of pace is yeah, incredible. Yeah, and he, he can get away and he backs himself to, to run into space. And then I like the way, again, he doesn't overcomplicate things, his final pass. If you look at the way... He rolled it out to Robertson yeah. um, for the first goal against West Ham. Uh, and then at times at Palace on Monday, I mean, the turn. Uh, who was it that he left? Townsend, oh, was it? Yeah, uh, Townsend. For- See ya! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right, a minute later, he, he played the ball back yeah. and he lost it. But that turn, such confidence in that area of the pitch, it only bodes well. I, I think, I honestly think he, he, he's a... He's going to be a great signer. Did you, did you, when his confidence comes up, Paul, he's going. I mean, it's not, uh, noticeable. Klopp said there, we hope he's happy here, but he doesn't speak to anyone, so we're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's clinging to Mane quite a bit. There's, there's, there's obviously connections yeah. there, but you know, so I think he probably feels more comfortable t- uh, with Mane because it's a new club. It's a bit and it's a big tag on him. And you know, I, I, I've heard from previous players as well in the past that when you go to Anfield, you don't realise the pressure that's on you till you walk through them doors. You see the history that you're now a part of, that you're now trying to propel forward and and it can get to a lot of people. And RB Leipzig doesn't have a history of looking, very few clubs do. So maybe he, he, he's, he's a little bit quiet, but when he comes out of himself fully, I mean, uh, you know, it's, 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 who knows what we can expect from him. No, I, I just like the way he's so graceful, isn't he, on yeah, the yeah. ball? Like, I still don't know whether... He knows his position long-term in the team, whether he's going to be the furthest forward midfield. I'd quite like to see him come deeper and get the ball. And again, I'd, I don't like saying, uh, you know... The Exorcist theme <laughs> tune as well, playing. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, apologies for that. Again, those comparisons with Iniesta, I'm afraid you <laughs> can't see again. him. Oh, he's back again. Let's go again. She's not having it at all, is she? <laughs> Yeah, go out to my mum, by the way. Hiya, mum. He's just ruining my podcast. Thanks, love. Answer it. Put her on loudspeaker. Yeah, put her on loudspeaker. Right. Right. Language, is, is, language is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually. She's, she's a lady. Go on, carry on. <laughs> no, I just, again, I can see those comparisons with Iniesta. Obviously, he's not up to that level yet, but 
he's very similar. He's not like a number ten, is he? He's probably not a deeper lying midfielder, but he's someone who'll be able to carry the ball. And yeah, I'm, I'd be very excited about him. Really, he's, I think he's a, he's a, he looks a brilliant player. All right, well, we've talked about the players. Let's move forward to uh, Monday night, which which was the stay in the test of the two. We're two we're two games in. Let's get like go. On. Let's not go too carried away. But this is a stay in test. First of all, you got Roy Hodgson there, the manager who who came to Liverpool. But in the same way, we regard we regard his, his tenure at Liverpool as, as as the way Americans regard Vietnam, don't we? Really? <laughs> 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 it sort of it sort of happened. <laughs> it was horrendous. We don't want to talk about it much. Um, I, I'll go back and actually uh, quite an interest. I was doing a film uh, a few years ago called Will, um, which is if you haven't seen the film, it's about a kid and his attempts to get to the Champions League final. Uh, it's worth watching, notably just for no is it other. Damien Lewis, isn't that? Yeah, well, yeah, it's worth yeah. watching. I was just going to say for Damien Lewis's Scouse accent, which is <laughs> quite far the worst Scouse accent. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 um, Dick Van Dyke territory. You know what I mean? We, we have um, we have an expression in the acting profession. If if we feel like someone hasn't really put their heart and soul into performance, we say that he you know they, he or she dialed it in. Well, Damien Lewis texted his in. <laughs> I was in the Premier and I was sliding so far down the seats when he was talking that I ended up on the floor with the popcorn. But um, anyway, long story short, me and the producer this night, because we were in Turkey for about eight weeks filming it, and we were in uh, Istanbul, and uh, I got a call saying, do you want to come and meet Kenny Dalglish? And I went, yeah. <laughs> so we met him at his hotel, and we went up to his room, and then we went, I had this really surreal moment where I was in a rooftop restaurant um, in this lovely hotel in, in Istanbul overlooking the base and the dark light and the lights of Istanbul having a meal with Kenny Dalglish and talking about Liverpool Football Club and talking about the future of Liverpool Football Club and, and smashing a few bottles of red wine and it was it was it was one of them amazing nights and the reason why I say it is because he was he uh, I won't reveal obviously all the conversation but it basically revealed his passion for Liverpool Football Club and he wanted to take over then mm. he sort of said I'm here I'm ready I've told him I'm ready you know let's not forget the dark days we were at Liverpool and we were days away from administration before FSG come in and then we had Rafa had been bulleted we didn't have anyone in charge and it was a real free fall at the time if you remember and Kenny had sort of said I'm here I'm ready I want to get in there it's my club I love it and you know the passion has, has never been disputed ironically then he did mention Roy, that Roy Hodgson he, he, he'd heard that Roy Hodgson was in for the job the next day Hodgson got the job so this is where I'm coming to on this Hodgson came and then in came Christian Poulsen and in came these signings the it's just a weird thing, but you knew as a Liverpool man and woman, no one really wanted Roy Hodgson, let's be honest with you. He wasn't. There are managers that we feel we want. There are managers, like we see players and we go, he's a Liverpool player. There are managers that we think are Liverpool managers. We've got one now, thank God. The Roy Hodgson tenure was a strange one, wasn't it? It didn't last very long. It didn't go very far. So on Monday night, my point I'm making is, there's a man who, if anyone wants to stick it to Liverpool Football Club, it's, it's Roy Hodgson. He wants to prove that he's a manager that was disregarded and disrespected at, at Liverpool. And let's be honest with you, he's done a lot with Palace. He's, yeah. he's, 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 secu- he's, he's secured them, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's steadied the ship, Joe. And um, it was never going to be an easy, easy job going there. We know from the past, I was at the 3-3 draw. They're a hard team to get anything against, especially at Sellers Park, especially at their ground. Um, so it was always going to be a tough one. What did you make of the game and how it unfolded, Joe? He's made them into one of the better sides in the Premier League. Defensively I mean, very strong. Yeah, defensively strong. They've got some good players going forward. Zaha, he's made yeah. into, a, into a top Premier League player. But what I liked about Monday night is that, again, it was a very professional performance from Liverpool. And it was a different kind uh, of performance. Yeah, That's what people yeah. have talked about, haven't they? 
And, and Liverpool are now showing a different side to their yeah. game. When when Klopp first came in, he, he implemented the pressing style and the attacking style. And it was very exciting to watch, but Liverpool never felt secure at times in games. No. And then as he's gotten, gone through his tenure, we've seen a Liverpool develop this different side to them. And, and I thought that that side showed really well on Monday night. They they played very, very... It was a meth- methodical performance in the way that they played. They They scored the goals at the right times. They defended very, very well. They looked to hit them on the counter attack at different times. So I thought they they showed a very good side of the game. Yeah, I don't I don't remember any big chances Palace really having. The, they flashed a cross across the face of the goal um, late on. Townsend at the bar. Yeah, Townsend. Sorry, Townsend at the bar. Yeah, but but that was an amazing effort. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was a great performance, very professional, and it's the sort of performance that you need to be able to put in away from home if you're going to win leagues because you can't go everywhere and dominate the ball and dominate the opposition. You're going to have to sit in at times. You're going to have to put up with pressure. And Liverpool did that, so I, it was really encouraging. And um, what they what they just need to put in a few more of them. You need four or five of them a season. And we saw when Rafa's team went very, very close, I think you saw a lot of them away from home. Yeah, you, you, know, did. you know, I remember at Goodison Park, them going and shutting them out there and winning 2-0. So Last-minute Fulham, wasn't it? Last-minute Fulham. Um, yeah, Fulham, yeah, the 1-0. The and scoring at the right times at games, you know, last minute or whether it be just on the stroke of half-time. And then, you know, the, the, these two goals on Monday night were yeah. both at the ends of the <coughs> half. So, yeah, very encouraging. We can just hope that they put more performances like that in, but it does bode well. And, and a performance, Paul, that... And a result that we may not have got seasons previously. No, there was there were times in that game, particularly second half, where Palace come on top, and they do that to all the top sides, don't they? You know, at Sellers Park, they'll give any side a go there. And it, I think there were probably times in the past where Liverpool would have conceded, maybe even lost that game, or certainly dropped points. But there was a measure of control, wasn't there? It was almost yeah, like yeah. business-like. We were talking about the arrogance of like Van Dijk before. Like, I'm, you begin to see it in a lot of players. I thought Mane's got that at the moment. You know, like the way mm. he celebrated his goal, kind of thing. We've come here, we've done a job. And it's just almost like, you know, we're saying 13 and 14, the second season dropped off, then, you know, with Rodgers completely. You kind of get the sense in these opening two games that these players are going to learn from last season and Mm. the heartache of, like, losing the Champions League final. You kind of get the feeling that they want more. Mm. The desire's even stronger. And I I just felt it was very business-like, very mature on Monday. And I think Liverpool are doing what they they have done in previous seasons in in that they they dominate uh, possession. 66, 70 percent possession, but the difference now is that when they lose possession, they've got more strength yeah. to get yeah. it back, um, and they're doing more with possession. Uh, and this is the point I want to get to as well. I mean, Cater as well was brilliant again. You know, a few little moments, but yet again another steely performance by all really. What's interesting to me is that there are clearly Liverpool players who who haven't found their groove yet. I mean, you could argue Salah, although he is such an influential footballer that even though he's not finding the back of the net, he is. He is at the he is at the right end of nearly all the action that's happening. Great to know that that Mane is taking up the mantle because yeah. it's it's almost as though when one drops, the other one comes forward. Firmino hasn't found it yet at all, as he's he's, he's struggling a, a, a lot to get into the pace of the game. Joe, he looks a bit tired, doesn't yeah. he? Which is naturally he, he didn't have as much of a preseason as as the others, and perhaps we'll see him sort of come on. Uh, later, later in the season, but yeah, at least at least what these guys are doing, and as you say, I don't think Salah's really hit top form yet. But I think what they're doing is they're contributing, and yeah. and even Firmino was dropping deep, and he was winning a lot, of, lot, of, lot of balls and keeping it well. So as long as they're contributing, it's fine. And, and the great thing is, other players are stepping up. You know, I think James Milner is just it's just an extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, extraordinary, I was going to move yeah. on to him next. He's go, go on, John. But yeah, just extraordinary footballer. We were just having a little look through some stats. You know, I think. 
there's a there's a really good piece to be written about James Milner and we're looking through some stats and he's played like almost 40 plus games in every season he's been a professional yeah. and, and that's extraordinary one season completely out of position yeah, 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 yeah left back yeah. And, and you think he's, he's a player who came through when he was 16 look at the likes of Rooney look at the likes of Owen, who both both players who came through very young, who burnt out. Even the likes of Theo Walcott, who played a lot of games when he was young, struggles with injuries now. Milner is just like an evergreen player, keeps reinventing himself. He's central to what Liverpool are doing. He's he's an attacking threat, but works so hard all across the pitch. So ple- people like him stepping up. Wijnaldum was playing very well. Yeah. Uh, the two fullbacks who Klopp sort of singled out for a bit of criticism on Monday night, I think both defended very very well so even if they weren't getting on to the end of things at the, the top end of the pitch they're still putting in the shift the other way so um, it's all stuff that can come and you can see yeah, Trent yeah. Trent against West Ham slapped himself at one point and you can see him slapping himself yeah, yeah. On, on, on the leg going come on he's overcooking a lot of the crosses mm. at the moment there's a lot of adrenaline in them there's a lot of wanting to prove himself I think in it but I think it's great in, in a way that we're watching a Liverpool team still getting the results but knowing that there's there's more there's there's better to come, clearly, Paul. Yeah, without question, with with trends, there will be a dip at some point, won't there? You know that kind of rise he's had and rise, rise, rise. You know, Champions League final, World Cup, there will come a point. But we know there's a the brilliant player there, so there's nothing to worry about. But yeah, it's we said it in the uh, earlier about the West Ham game. It was second gear stuff, and then on Monday night, it was almost like keeping Palace at arm's length. That's that's very promising. The fact that you know there's a lot of players who probably maybe not being above seven out of ten so yeah. far. And sitting second at the table with six goals scored and uh, zero conceded. So, yeah, very, very encouraging. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It is very encouraging. Just getting back to Milner, I think I, I think what a lot of people overlook in Milner is his is, 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 is intelligence and his subtlety. I mean, yeah. his passing is, is, is incredible. He very rarely loses the ball, James Milner. I know that he, for the last three years on the run, they do that run till you drop thing, don't they? He's won it for the last three years. He's just an absolute machine, isn't he? And, and people call him boring, boring but the, the way he's, he's looked after his body throughout his career yeah. is paying off, isn't it? If you look at the way he played on Monday night, and I think the way he plays a lot in general now is... The, the wide players like Salah and Mane come in and then he and Keita quite often took up wide positions. He, he, he took up a position across the left and gives Liverpool another outlet. Yeah. So um, he's such an intelligent player. He's such a utility yeah, player, isn't he? He can fill in anywhere. He's a, he's a leader. He's an example to every young player at that club. This is how you should look after yourself. This is how you can conduct yourself. And Long may it continue and I, d- yeah. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. What I find is interesting as well, you know, in the summer... When Fabinho came in and Cater came in, you probably a lot of people may have said like Fernaldum and Milner wouldn't start the season. Yeah. It's almost like that has inspired them. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, Fernaldum was, was sort of was sort of bandied around as a transfer target anyway, wasn't he? He yeah. was sort of put up, put out to dry a little bit. And he, you're absolutely right. This has always gone. No, hang on a minute. And I think if he hadn't have done that, I think I think Henderson would have found himself on the side quicker. But Henderson yeah. is finding himself on the bench coming on towards the end of the game, which which speaks volumes for what Wijnaldum and and and. Uh, Milner are doing definitely you know Liverpool club captain not guaranteed a place in, in the starting lineup. that says it all doesn't it really and he's just mentioned the name there Fabinho we haven't really even seen yet no. I mean it's an interesting one isn't it you know Klopp's been very uh, clear about the fact that Fabinho of, of all the signings would take the longer to settle in he must have seen something in him um, you know there was a pre-season game I think there where he didn't cover himself in glory particularly but um uh, is he suffering from an, is is there an injury there? Is it something there that you think he's possibly just saying you just calm down a bit till we're flying and then get you in? I think so. I, th- I think 
it's like we've just said before, so many players are playing well, but there's no need to force him in. And we saw last season, Oxlade Chamberlain and Robertson both were given a bit of time outside the team, and and you were looking at them going, well, what's what's going on? They signed them in the summer, and you know Robertson couldn't get past Moreno for a little while, and and the same goes for Oxlade Chamberlain. So I think it's just a case of letting him bed in. He can train. I think Klopp, I remember Klopp saying that Monaco played a completely different style. They're very much a, a, a counter-attacking team, sat back and, and soaked up a lot of pressure, whereas Liverpool have a lot more of the ball and, and sort of overload opponents, don't they? So I think it's just a, it's just a case of him getting getting used to the way Liverpool play and there's nothing to worry about. I think we'll see him, but there's no point in just lashing him in because no. other, others are playing well and why not? There's no point. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. No, exactly. Um, so do you think the, uh, the the midfield at the moment is going to continue, Paul, with the Wijnaldum, um Cater and Milner influence? I see no reason to change it, as you say. But I think long term, I think Henderson will come back in. But it's, I think the only nailed on start at the moment is Cater. I think that'd be fair to yeah, say, yeah. wouldn't it? And, that, that's and he was bored for that, wasn't he? he? Let's was be honest with you. We'd have been more surprised if he'd have been coming off the bench, really. Yeah. He's different to the others as well, isn't he? You know, like that's that's the thing. So it's almost like him and two others. And I still think long term, Henderson would be the one to come in, even though Wijnaldum's done brilliantly. And what, what I thought he was really good on Monday night. He was like he really had grit about him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Steel and sometimes I know he holds the ball up brilliantly. He shields it brilliantly. I know particularly at Newcastle, and I think it's been the case with Liverpool. He's sometimes not done that away from home, has he? So again, maybe he's been inspired by seeing Fabinho coming in. But yeah, to me, Henderson will come back eventually, and why not Milner? As yeah. you say, he's just he's just he's incredible what he's doing. A word on Gomez. I mean, and also probably a word on Ragnar Clavin as well. Thank you for for, for the service you gave the club. He's moved on, hasn't he? And yeah. uh, he didn't let us down. He was a decent little utility player. Great pro. We Great. always have Burnley away. We? <laughs> always we'll always have it. We'll always have it. <laughs> he, he's a five-time Estonian Player of the Year. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, to be fair, I come second twice. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't win that, do you? Without being one of the greatest defenders who've ever lived. So. <laughs> he's also played fullback in a derby as well. And did, go, so. well. And, and did, did very and well. And did very well. And did very well. So well known, but Joe Gomez uh, encouraging. It's like you said at the at the at the top of the program. Now, um, the influence of, of of Van Dijk. I think he just has that ability to just say, "Watch what I'm doing. Stay there. No one's panicking." And he just brings people with him. Don't he? he brings people on form wise. Young lads need that, don't they? Yeah. You think you think back to when Carragher and Gerrard come in the team. Gerrard was playing alongside someone like McAllister, and Carragher played alongside the likes of Hippier and Honcho and Marcus Babel at times during his early career. And and I think. Gomez, we've known for a long time, is is a centre half. Um, he, he's played at left back, he's played at right back, but I think we all felt his natural position was a centre half. And it was just when do you put him in? And, and that he's been afforded this opportunity due to injuries or Lovren coming back late from from the World Cup, and um, he's benefiting from having Van Dijk alongside him. I don't think he could have come in at the start of last season because I don't think Van. Without having Van Dyke there, that yeah. Carmel influence. Oh, you were right in the mix yeah, then, weren't yeah, you? Exactly. There, was, there was a less chance to guide yourself yeah. in. And Van Dyke's winning things. Van Dyke's leading. Le- he's the leader, isn't he? And, and Gomez is following it. And some, he put in a tremendous tackle, didn't he, on Monday night? I remember him coming back um, and making a good tackle yeah. when, it, when he needed to get it right. And yeah, I think he's got pace. He uses the ball well. He's a, hopefully now he uses this time to develop and gain some confidence and, and just nail down that place. and Give Lovren a hard time, make it make it difficult for him to come back and get his place back. And right now, you can't see him getting it, can you? No, and that's it's all about the squad now, isn't it, mate? It's all about the strength of squad, Paul. And you've got that. You've got it's nice when you listen. As again, it, it, it's it's a different vibe when you listen to it on the radio. Uh, I was listening to the Five Live pal- at, at Palace, but it's great when you can hear them bringing on Lallana's and 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 bringing on 
players and thinking, I forgot he was even on the bench, and you know, and you, Shakiri didn't make a, uh, an impact this time round. Mm-hmm. Sturridge hasn't made an impact this time round in this game. But you feel like we've got that strength of depth now. You feel like the sort of Klopp as the puppeteer can 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 do more for different games because the, the one thing Klopp's always said about the Premier, Premiership is that. You you need a squad to be able to adapt to because yes. there are so many different football matches to play. There are so many different styles of game to play, um, and you feel like we're getting closer to having that now, don't we? We feel like we've got he can move the chess pieces a little bit freer, Paul. Yeah, I thought that was again summed up on Monday night. It was almost like he picked a side for the occasion, didn't mm. he? And the, you know, going to Sellers Park and knowing what Palace is like, and particularly at the end of last season, it was. It was it was crazy to think that Liverpool went into the last game of the season not knowing that their Champions League place was secure. But that was mainly because got to the Champions League final, but the squad wasn't there, was yeah, it? No. And like that will not be the case this season. I, I was amazed when I came in on Tuesday. I didn't even realise Fabinho wasn't even on the bench on Monday. <laughs> You yeah, know, and yeah. like, and, and there were other players in the stands who last season were either very close to the team or were certainly like the first sub, someone like the Solanke. So. Yeah. Just what's happened over this summer, and certainly like Sturridge coming back to the player that he once was, has changed everything. Yeah, it really has. It's long, long may continue. The squad depth is is is, is vital. We've got. Uh, well, just let's have a quick word about the um, contentious or contentious not uh, penalty and sending off. Uh, it's contention for me, to be honest with you. Sacco, who I once described as like a six-year-old kid trying to stand on a balloon at a wedding, he, he just sort of stamps around the place. What an image! Yeah, um, and, and he and he had he had a couple of clumsy nibbles there. And look, if you're a striker and you feel that kick on the foot, you're going down. That's where it is. That's the thing. And Salah was shaping to shoot, wasn't yeah. he? And he was trying to get a shot off, and and Sacco dangled the leg and then dangled another one, and and yeah, you give it, you give someone the opportunity. I mean, Hodgson after the game, it, I. I find it hilarious that managers still come out and yeah. make it. I wouldn't. He said, "I wouldn't want penalties like that." Of course, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just see it later in the season because yeah. <laughs> Palace will get a contentious one, and it, and I bet he goes the other way and goes. Oh, no, it was definitely a penalty. I didn't see it. It's, yeah, uh, it's I mean, Chris Sutton on Five Live just said the same thing. He went, "Oh come on, Willie! If it was the other side, it was it was on the other foot. You'd take it all day of course long." Yeah, you that with these like boy. <laughs> go to pick a pocket or two. I mean, he certainly did pick a pocket, um, but you know, it's, there's no contention there. What made me laugh was that it was a, it was one of the echo uh, stories. Uh, obviously, Salah went up and put his hand in front of his mouth, didn't he? Yeah, and spoke yeah. to the, the captain yeah. of the team, and the captain said, "I know the truth." It was it was headlined something like the truth of what Salah really said. I'm like, "Oh, what did Salah really say?" Basically, Salah went, "It was a pen. There <laughs> <laughs> was nothing there." To, but, you know, I was expecting to say, "Yeah, you've had me there." Like, I wrote that story. Did you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, did you take the rest of the morning got, off. Got your click. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> All right, moving onwards, onwards and upwards. Then uh, a great start. Um, so, do you know what somebody on Twitter last night and I'm presuming it was it, it was done very very tongue in cheek but somebody put like um, uh, you may call me bitter but I think with the money Liverpool spent um, they should have more than six points by now <laughs> it was a brilliant tweet actually wasn't it? But, uh, you can't ask for any more than that obviously City sort of put us all firmly in our place didn't he with, with, with an absolute thumping yeah. uh, alright it was Huddersfield um, and, and I'm sure they'll get a few more thumpings let's be honest with you uh, they didn't really strengthen in the areas they, 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 they might have done or, or could afford to uh, but but City in case we had I mean you know Sterling was rested and they still managed to thump them 7-1 so your yardstick is still there as a Liverpool fan isn't it we still know who it is that we need to beat definitely um, I mean you, you just talked earlier about squads didn't you City can make two or three changes every week and it in, every, di- in, every in every position every week, it doesn't make any difference does it they, they're still they still put up, put up like an amazing side, and 
and yeah, I, I saw that Sunday and it did make me think it, this is going to be a really, really tough ask for Liverpool to get in there. But yeah. don't forget, look, fortunes can change very quick. We were just looking back two seasons ago when Guardiola first took over. He won his first 10 games. Yeah. yeah. And um, and everyone was talking about, oh, they're going to walk away with it. Guardiola's come in and made it an amazing impact. And um, then then he, I think he won one in sort of like 10 after that and, and had his worst run as a manager. So things can change quickly and Liverpool have just got to hang in there and make sure they're, they're there or thereabouts. But I think to have that league winning season you do have to have other sides have to have a poor season don't they hopefully Man United are going to have that season where Jose goes nuts and, and they, they sort of fall away and Arsenal in transition Chelsea are in transition Tottenham probably not where they want to be after um, a quiet summer so City are the big ones and, and hopefully that they do start slipping up because let's face it Huddersfield aren't the greatest yeah. side and uh, all right, they put in a good performance at Arsenal, but things can change quickly. And you've got to hope, Paul, that somewhere along the line, that, that, that uh, Kevin De Bruyne be missing his gunner stamp on them. He is he, he's, he's utter class, isn't he? They have got it. They, they've got strength and depth, but they haven't got a replacement for De Bruyne in a sense of what he brings to the table. And also, as well, if you add alongside that, I mean, Dan K brought out the stats uh, last podcast. Liverpool won three of their first nine. Yeah. Last season, mm-hmm. were one away, but a Brighton at home victory away. From uh, from equal and that in three, so you've got to weigh them both up. Liverpool with a better start, with a better team. City with arguably a weaker lineup because De Bruyne's not going to be in there, and hopefully will be on their heels because the Premiership you lose you you lose ground by four or five games. It's you might as well, you're just playing catch up, aren't you? Yeah, they are relentless, City, aren't they? And I think Guardiola's got a history of this with Barcelona and Bayern Munich of like. Absolutely, Kane in the league, haven't they? You know, yeah. I, think, I think the one time was it Mourinho? Did he beat him to the league title over there and Real Madrid? Mm. like hundred and ten yeah. points, yeah. and I think that's going to have to be done here. And it's it's almost vital that Liverpool keep up this winning start. Obviously, yeah. up until that game, October the seventh yeah. visit against City, it's almost like the two horse race has started now. If you know what I mean, I know it's ridiculous to be saying that after two games, but I think City have laid down a marker there, haven't they? And they've got a pretty Good start as well. I, it starts ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it, they couldn't it's have asked like for a better in a different start. League. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's pretty up until yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. Don't really play anyone. Don't play no, anyone, yeah, yeah no, ridiculous. So. Well, we're, um, and we haven't been we've non conceded, which, which they can't say at least. That's true. It, yeah. it, what 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 was interesting to, to look? At, I mean, look as a Reds fan as well. You're grasping every straw you can, aren't you? We all do that as football fans. It's all about hope and it's all about finds and what you can to drive you forward. There's a lovely clip on that documentary. Uh, the the Manchester City documentary comes on. It's Guardiola. Um, in the dressing room with his with his oppos talking about the Liverpool forward line, and he is terrified. You can see it, and he's and he's. Have you seen the clip? Yeah, he's, he's, he's pace, in good, it's in Goodison Park. He's, yeah, Goodison, yeah, yeah. he's pacing up and down, and he's talking about the front three, and he's. And when I see stuff like that, I think there is no way he's not thinking about that now. Second game in, going into the third game, we're further down the line. We're not till October, but he's still going to be worried about us. We are the team he worries about. He worries about no other team in the league. I don't think. He worries about it for his reputation, for his for his honour, for his dignity, and the fact that we we gave it to them. He's got and a big he's got a big ego, hasn't he, Guardiola? Yes, and he yeah. deserves it. Yeah. But you can tell. Even I watched the game in the summer, the tour. Then mm. the push got a late penalty mm. to win it, didn't yeah. they? And uh, he, he was he was he was mad. He was he was, he was kicked a water bottle, didn't he? Because yeah. it was and almost then, and like Klopp's got another one over. And then interestingly, come out and said, "I'm I'm absolutely delighted with all my players." He did that thing that you, you look and you go, "Well." That's that's told me quite clearly that you're not, and you're mm. really mad. I mean, Klopp's got an incredible record against them, so uh, uh, so I know that you know you have to grab the things you do when you're trying to get a campaign like this going. And 
at the moment we're doing exactly what we need to do. Brighton on Saturday then, um, Joe. We've beaten them by five goals in the last couple of games, haven't we? Um, not that I'm saying I want a six or seven. I'd love a six or seven nil drubbing, but um, you can't you, you can't see past past us there for that surely Saturday, Joe. You shouldn't, should you? I mean, they're going to be in a, they're going to be full confidence, aren't they? They've just beaten United, yeah. but then they beat United last season, and both times Liverpool played them, I just thought Liverpool looked a million miles better than them. Um, so you you've got to think so, haven't you? These these are the sorts of games that you cannot slip up. City don't drop points to the likes of Brighton at home. They just don't do it. So I, I think Liverpool have got to make sure that the home games you get through, the away games, you can, you can afford the odd draw here or there and then you've got to win the, against the big sides in, in, the, in the big games to sort of swing the league. But yeah, they can't afford slip-ups like this. So they've got to keep that going and I think they will. And also trying to trying to stamp trying to trying to put out a clear message again, Paul, isn't it as well? Because it's it's as much about reputation and as much damage as you can do to send out that message that you mean business. Yeah, as I was saying, I'll uh, take a one 0 Don't forget, Paul. <laughs> I just think it'd be a lot more comfortable than that. I think Brighton are one of those teams who are good at home, but essentially away from home, they're just rubbish, yeah. aren't they? It's just rubbish. Like, and I'm pretty sure last season, before the last game of the season, didn't they beat United the week before as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was their, it. Was well, they, they they got their Premiership status yeah. secured yeah. by the win over United. I just think one of those teams who amazing what Chris Houston does keeping them up there but the, the levels in class, class are just are just too big they're just yeah. too big I can't see anything other than a, a comfortable victory it was a lovely goal by Murray though the little flick the no, first yeah. goal the I mean they were both yeah. decent well the two mm. the three were decent goals anyway but yeah. um, uh, it was a good performance but aided by the fact that the others were in free fall oh he says rubbing his hands <laughs> um, I can't imagine I mean you can you can imagine they're going to do damage at some point but uh, some of it was 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 hilarious to watch, quite frankly. One, it's a team in disarray. Hopefully, anyway, I'm not sure quite how much. Right, listen, okay, so we're going to go go for a prediction for Saturday. Ah, oh, um, three nil. Three nil. Yeah. Five one. Five one. Five one. Conceding though. I just think like they might get a penalty or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's talking goal at the end. That doesn't mean they'll score. It's <laughs> true, <laughs> not with Alison. I'm going to go family <laughs> goalkeeper. Though. I'm going to go four zip. <laughs> I'm going to go 4 yeah. 0. Just on a light hearted end to it, because we mentioned it before we went uh, on air to do the podcast, we were talking about some reminiscing you've just been talking about back in the days. Have a little think about this as well when you're listening out there in the car, what you called it. What was it when we were playing footy oh, years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. The we, Roman goalie. We've had a bit of a debate on the sports desk about um, when, you, when you're playing five a side and um, you might be a man down, so your goalkeeper can come out. What what that's called, and um, I think I think Copper Monday I might have put a tweet out about it or something like that, and we were talking about that. a couple of the lads, a couple of our southern friends called it. <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> like we, call we call it, it call it what it is, which is goalie in and out. Goalie in and out is what I know. As goalie, I would, yeah. I would go rush goalie. Rush, rush goalie. goalie mm-hmm. Yeah, a few people say goalie when this or whatever, but but <laughs> monkey goalie. What's all that about? <laughs> monkey goalie and spider. What's that spider? What? Who's where did he from? Well, one, one's from I think Essex way, oh, well. and the other one's from. You sure? He would, he would, he'd have been on the sunbed. He wouldn't have been playing. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Monkey, Sp- monkey, monkey, ro- monkey rush or monkey goalkeeper? It sounds like it. Sounds like a kid's game. Doesn't <laughs> it sounds it? like a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hard to bizarre, keep. The, hard bizarre. to. Uh, the, yeah, the monkey goalie throwing battles at the forwards. Yeah. Uh, very, very strange, isn't it? But yeah. Uh, yeah, goalie in and out. Defo, what was yours? Can you remember them? Have you a little, having a little listen out there? Have a little think. Uh, goalpost for jumpers moment that isn't it yeah, yeah. alright listen folks uh, another podcast comes to an end uh, once again thank you and thank you for. T- we would mention before we went on air how many uh, overseas listeners we have as well much appreciated in the States in Australia uh, wherever you're listening to, to any of the podcasts under the Blood Red banner whether it's LA La Rouge of course Steve Monos and um, 
and um, Peter Newton's and the lads there as well. Good lads, uh, good lads, all of them. Whether it's theirs, whether it's whether it's uh, Poetry in Motion or Blood Red itself uh, with Piercy and that. Thank you for listening. Keep keep listening to the podcast. We really really appreciate it. Oh, onwards and upwards for the Reds. Brighton on Saturday. It's a five thirty kickoff, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. BC Sport. BC Sport. Yeah. <coughs> or uh, or pub. Or pub. Yeah. pub. Yeah. Or yeah. Five Live if you're still in the caravan like me. <laughs> <laughs> but as they say, when in real, um, <laughs> uh, you're listening to uh, Poetry Motion. Thank you very much, Paul, Paul Wheelock, for coming in as well, and uh, appreciate it. Dan K, wherever you are, pff, missed out views, <laughs> uh, and and Joe Rimmer as well. Thanks, guys. Just give you a little uh, your handles on Twitter again, one more for, time for us, just yeah. so the lads can get in touch. At Joe Rimmer eighty eight. At Paul Wheelock. <laughs> uh, it's at Fitzy Feller as well give us a little shout if you want to any little comments you want to make maybe you want to make a comment that we could talk about in the next podcast uh, thanks very much guys you've been listening to Poetry in Motion uh, have a great weekend and up the Reds you've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo